Unless you want to, it's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 661 of the Ron and Don Show. We're live in the Lex Schwab Studios. We do this every Friday. And Ron, uh, this is our real estate-only show. Yeah, absolutely. And and if you are in need of a real estate expert, Don and I would love to fill that role for you. We've been your broadcasters. We've been your friends. And we really are selling the sound now all the way up to Everett and North uh, to Island County on the east side, down into the south end, Tacoma, uh, Gig Harbor, Burley. Uh, we really do sell the sound and we have expertise in real estate. We buy uh, a real estate on our own. We've bought and sold a lot of stuff individually from condos to even raw land land and everything in between. So if you want to reach out to us, it's real easy. You can go to ronandonsitdown.com. You can also email me directly, ron at ronandon.com. And 2024, I think is going to be a big year for a lot of folks uh, after we get uh, have gotten over the shock of 2023 and the adjustments in the economy. It's like, okay, it's time to make a move and let's get a plan together and make that move with you. Yeah. So anyway, if you need us, ronandonsitdown.com. Let's talk about condos. Uh, I am not a condo person. I don't like condos. I don't want people living above me, below me, beside me. I just don't. I don't. Ron is a condo person. He lives in a condo. He's the head of his HOA. And I think what we should do is we should talk about the pluses and minuses of owning a home versus a condo. Now, let me tell you this. I have a big yard that has to be taken care of. That's a big expense. Also, I have a mortgage that I have to take care of, a much bigger mortgage than Ron has had to deal with. That's a huge expense, especially in Seattle right now. If you have a jumbo loan, oh my gosh. That's why any house that I own, I put other doors on. Well, guess what? Somebody is living below me because, yeah, I have an ADU. So now, well, and then I have someone living in my backyard in a backyard cottage. So, in a way, I've created a condo association for myself. So maybe I do like condos. The difference is I get money from the door downstairs and the, in the door out back that help me pay for my door, right? So that's just a game that I decided to play. Ron, on the other hand, and he shared this with you, the cool thing is he's in his early 50s. His condo is all paid for. As a result of that, he can travel right now. He's in Barcelona, Spain, and he doesn't have to worry about making a big mortgage payment each and every month, right? So anyway... I know there's a lot of people out there thinking about maybe buying a row house, buying a townhouse, buying a condo. Let's talk about the difference, what those are and what you're getting yourself into and why in 2024 it may be a good investment for you. Ron, what's a townhouse? What's a row house? What's a condo? How are they different? How are they the same? Uh, well, I mean, they're all the same in that they're a place to live and it's a place for, for, for you to call a home. Uh, the difference is, is how it's structured and what the, the ownership looks like. Um, and I have owned single family homes. 
Um, and I've owned acreage. I've had a 10 acre parcel before that I've lived on. I've lived in, in Auburn. I've lived in Woodenville. Uh, I've lived over on the east side in, in Seattle. And so I, I've, I've lived in a lot of different styles of houses. And so when it comes, most townhouses in the Pacific Northwest are considered single family homes. Even if you, if you share one wall, it's usually a single family home. Now you could have an HOA there, but it could be a very minimal HOA. Like it could just be to maintain the driveway and maybe maintain the, the exterior of the building. What is an HOA? HOA is a homeowners association. Uh, and so this is an entity that it will be on the title of your house and you'll have obligations and rules that apply uh, to your HOA. Um, and so when you think of a, a row house or a townhouse, um, uh, you could even have regular single family homes that have an HOA, but typically HOA we think of as a condo association. And so a condo is usually a larger building uh, where you are buying a unit in that building. And so you are then saying, I will abide by the rules of the condo association. So let's talk about some simple ones. Let's say uh, you're in a building and there's, there's 50 units in there and you go, you know what? I want to paint my door red. I've always liked um, the way a, a place looks where it has a red front door. So I'm going to go out and paint my door red. Well, if you're in most HOAs, you're not allowed to do that. You can't just open up your door and paint it red. Uh, you have agreed to the rules that say we're going to have uniformed colors uh, for this building because if everybody paints their door a different color and then it comes time for someone, one of the members to sell, people are going to walk up to that building and go, why are all the doors a different color? Um, and so things like that, you have to be willing to submit uh, to the HOA when it comes to those type of rules on, on appearance on the outside. If you want to paint the inside of your door red, most HOAs, you can paint the inside of your door red. You just can do the outside of your door red. Yeah. The important thing to know, like on a townhouse or a row house, even though you are attached and usually you're attached by a wall to one of the other homes, you, you actually own that entire home and usually you own the yard as well, right? You own the yard out front and a condo, you are buying a box and you own the box inside the box. And so in a condo where there's common areas, that's a little different or in a condo where there are typically, let's say that there's a yard outside to maintain it's the HOA that's going to maintain that yard. So a lot of times in, in in a townhouse or a row house, if you are paying an HOA and there is an HOA association, sometimes the fees are not as high than if you're buying a condo. And let's talk a little bit about the fees of the HOA. How come sometimes, Ron, I'll look online, I'm looking to buy a condo, and I'll see an HOA that's $350. And let's say I'm I'm looking in a place like I don't know in in downtown in Belltown, and I wow HOA fee hundred fifty dollars, and then I'll go down the street and I'll I'll look at some more condos that I think might even be comparable, and for some reason the HOA fees on this I, I remember one we were listing a couple of years ago, 
it was $805. Why are the HOAs so different when I'm looking at two condos in Belltown and one is at 350 and the other is at over 800? Uh, because of deferred maintenance and amenities. So a, a lot of times with a condo, what people want is amenities. So l- like in a Belltown thing, like you just described, you might say, oh, this this condominium has a rooftop deck with community grills and party rooms. So like I can reserve a room, um, have my friends over to watch the football game. We'll have this big screen TV. We'll have a rooftop deck. Uh, we've got barbecue grills we got a refrigerator um and that's part it's an amenity with my hoa we also have a doorman um i know um, i dated someone for a long time that is a single woman in downtown seattle she liked the fact that there was a human being in the lobby making sure that uh, it was a secure entry and exit to the building Uh, and also that person can you know if she ever got uh you know delayed at work would you know help her out from time to time or pick up your packages um there's there's places that have workout rooms they can have pools they can have saunas um, there's a, a, a condo building down from my street that has a climbing wall on the inside. So depending on the level of amenities you have and desire, um, the, your fees are going to go up. There are some buildings that have deferred maintenance on them and they recognize they're going to start, they're going to need to schedule repairs. And what, so, is, what is deferred? What is What is deferred maintenance? What is that? You brought it up at the stager. Let's say they realize that a lot of the windows are failing. And so they go, okay, we're going to need to, you know, make new windows go through the building. So they'll get a price and go, we're going to have to raise dues for the next couple of years and start to replace these windows. And so that that's a thing that will happen a lot with, uh, with HOAs. All right. All right. So we, so we were talking about, deferred maintenance what is deferred maintenance and then what is a special assessment and then along with that what are reserves those three things so a special assessment would be where uh, something happens with your building um, and the HOA does not have all the funds to pay for that. So let, let's take this window example that we've been going through. So let's say that a, the building um, has part of the money to pay for the windows. Let's say they have, like we said, 50 units, and it's going to be $50,000 to do the windows. And so they don't have $50,000. So they'll go to each each unit, they'll go to the HOA members and say, listen, we need to raise uh, you know, $25,000 to pay for these windows. We have $25,000 in our bank account, but we need an additional $25,000 to get these windows done. And so we're going to assess a one-time a fee in addition to your monthly dues uh, of $500 per unit. And then that's going to go towards this. You take a vote on it. If the vote pass, then you are obligated to pay that special assessment uh, towards that project. And so it's basically monies for special or unexpected projects. Uh, reserves are money that you have in reserve. So you have uh, the HOA has a bank account, has a checking account and a savings account, and you are socking 
locking away money for unexpected things um, in the same way that you would have uh, a, an account maybe for your personal life or your uh, an unexpected account savings account. And so that's what reserves are. And reserves are important for an HOA because when you're selling a unit, it's one of the things that a lender will look at to see, to, to look at the health of an HOA. Yeah. So that's really important. Deferred maintenance, special assessment. Also, why do you read the minutes from uh, meetings that they have of the HOA? How come your realtor reads through that minutes? Why, why, why are those meeting minutes so important? Well, because you could find out the trajectory of the HOA. So maybe they haven't officially decided that they're going to do that window project, but they've been talking about it the past three or four meetings. Well, you would want to know that and say, Hey, it, it sure seems like they're headed in the direction of doing the windows. And so that would, because they talk about it every single meeting. And so you don't know that until you start to read through those minutes. And I, I will just say this though, the, the, the appeal to condos for, I think most people is one type of person is maybe you've been rattling around a really big house and you do like Don said, you have a yard and you have a lot of space that you don't use efficiently. And so you're thinking it's time for me to live in the, in an appropriately sized house. So like for me, I'm, I'm a single guy. My condo is a little over a thousand square feet. That's plenty of space for a single human being in my mind uh, to live, work and play. And so that's one reason you do it. And if you don't want to mow lawns and you don't want to uh, be doing chores around the house, you want to pay a little money every month and have a gardening service. Um, those are the type of things that makes an HOA appealing uh, to folks is that they have ownership, they're building equity in the same way you would with a house, but they, they've offloaded um, to an association for a fee some of these chores that you would have had to done or do when you're a single family owner. Yeah, but let's say you roll up and you see stuccos falling off the building or you see the building needs to be painted or you ask about the roof and the roof hasn't been done in a number of years. You ask about the mechanicals of the building. Maybe you look at the windows, you see that windows are blown out and then you check to see what the reserves are and they've saved a lot of money. They put a lot of money aside and you can see that that way they're not going to come knocking on your door and asking for a big check. And if they do come knock on your door, cause everybody has to share the pain, maybe it's a smaller check. What about this? And I have two more questions. What happens, Ron? Let's say that you're living on the bottom floor and all of a sudden there's a flood and I'm up on the fourth floor. My condo didn't flood, but yours did. If I'm up on the fourth floor, do I have to pay for what happened to you? Let's say if reserves aren't set aside and, and we have to stop freaking and call beacon. And the next thing you know, we have this big plumbing issue and big plumbing problem. It wasn't my problem. It was your problem. You, 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 you live on the first floor. I, I was smart enough to buy something up on the fourth. Um, well, then I can use that same logic to you when the roof leaks and the water, you know, the water's coming into your unit and not into mine because I'm, I'm below you. And so, right. yes, you, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a shared problem from the HOA. The HOA, if you're a member of it, uh, you would pay your share. So some HOAs do it by share of ownership. And so if a, you know, if your place is 2,000 square feet and mine is 1,000 square feet, then you would pay more. Uh, some people, if yours is, if on the fourth floor, you have an incredible view of the Space Needle and I don't, so yours is worth a lot more. Sometimes they divvy it up by value and your share would be more in that scenario. But yes, 
if there's a special assessment, it is divided among all the HOA members. Yeah. Final question. We were just helping one of our clients and one of our friends, uh, and they own a home to but they also own a condo up in Leavenworth and they were having a hard time selling this, uh, this, this condo in Leavenworth. And, uh, it's finally, we, we got on the horn with them cause we still talk through horns, Ron and I do. And that, that condo is now the interesting thing is one of the first questions that we looked at when Ron and I looked inside the building, we saw that there were other windows like this that were selling and theirs was not. And so the first thing that we wanted to look at is we want to see if there's an STR short-term rental license on those other condos that had sold at a similar price point, and there had been. So then we asked, is there an STR license on your condo? And they said, no. And Ron, that was kind of an issue, and that was kind of a problem in the pricing of the condo. Uh, why is that? Sometimes people think, hey, if I got a condo and they don't want to travel like Mr. Ron is and be over in Barcelona for a couple months, I'll just rent this thing out and, and be careful because you can't always do that, right? Um, very, very few condo associations allow short-term rentals. Very few, especially in, in Seattle proper. Um, usually it has to be a minimum of 30 days for you to do some sort of rental. But if you're buying a condo with the intention of doing that, just read the resale certificate, read the condo rules and regulations, and it'll be in there, uh, whether or not what, what the rental options are for you. Those ones in like Leavenworth or, you know, on, in, on the other side of the mountains where you're around a golf course. Um, what's the one I'm thinking of on, in Eastern Washington? Um, so where you buy, you know, the, the condo association. At yeah, on Wenatchee or um, Suncadia, places like that. Um, yeah, you want to be able to do short-term rentals because it's more of a destination spot. But just a, a regular old condo building uh, in Seattle, there, there's only a handful in Seattle that allow short-term rentals. Yeah, like in Suncadia, they'll let you do a short-term rental, but they won't give you access to any of the amenities if you don't use their cleaning service and if you don't let them manage it, right? So that's the kind of leverage that they have over you. So if you're thinking about buying a condo, Ron's really great to talk to you guys. He's lived in condos. He loves condos. Uh, he is very educated about them. And if you're thinking about buying a condo, you should be concerned about your realtor reading the minutes. What is deferred maintenance? Some of the things we talked about, what do you have in reserves? I'm buying a box within a box. So what is the health of the box I'm buying? And what is the health of the box on the outside? If you're buying something though, like a townhome and has a shared wall, what are your rights? What are you responsible for? What do you actually own when you share a wall with somebody else, right? If you buy a con if you buy a townhouse or something like a row house. So Ron can answer lots of those questions for you. Uh, and I can as well, because we buy and sell a lot of those types of properties. So if you're thinking, hey, single family home in the great specific Northwest may be a little expensive for me right now. What about buying a condo, a townhome, something with a share all I'm sure in the expense with others, that may be a good choice for you in 2024. And don't forget, yeah, if you're buying something and you're thinking you're going to rent it out, make sure that you actually can rent it out. Uh, chances are sometimes you can and other times you cannot.
So, all right. Hey, if you need us, just reach out. Ron at ronadon.com. I'm Don at ronadon.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Real Estate Only. It drops every Friday and there's other episodes. Just look for our Friday episodes and we're just talking real estate. If you need us, we sell the sound. We're always personally involved in the deal. And in fact, uh, we just did deals in Gig Harbor, Bothell, and uh, getting ready to do deals up in uh, Seattle, the east side, Edmonds, and over here in Magnolia. So just reach out, ronadonsitdown.com. And we can sit down today. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa to everybody uh, out there. And if you're lighting your menorah, uh, don't light the house on fire. All right. I almost lit my house on fire last night. So head up. Shoulders back. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Ron and Don Show. The Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron Don Radio Network. Thank you.